This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, and you're listening to WNS. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Abear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abear. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 292 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm, and Purse. So, uh, Not Purse! Just search Wrestling News Satchel. Source. <laughs> the Search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. The Satchel! Uh, the podcast is on Twitter, at WNS Podcast. Uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel, and Tyler's at Tyler underscore Andrew. Yeah, so welcome to the show. Like like Tyler alluded to, we're not on purse, okay? We're, we're on fanny pack. We're, no. We're, we're now available on Satchel. Man bag. So you can download the free app and, uh, or any of the free apps around there and just search Wrestling News Source. Got plenty to cover this week. Got some feedback. Raw, SmackDown. Uh, we're going to give you our predictions for Clash of Champions taking place this Sunday. Also, some hot topics, Q&A as well. So, welcome, everyone, for uh, checking out the show. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Tyler, how are you doing? I just ate some Wendy's. Yeah? And my stomach is rumbling. Rumble. So, There's a rumble. I don't know what's going on. In the jungle. I don't know if the stuff that just went in me is fighting my body. Uh-oh. We will see. But other than that, I'm all right. Well, good. Good to hear that. Doug, how are you? I'm doing well enough. Yeah? Hanging in there? Sure. Did you hear that there's going to be a cold front, I think, coming through next Monday? I did not know that. I think that's what I read. I want to say that I read that, so... Uh, just That'd something be nice. To, just something good old to think about. Southeast Texas, a place where it can be cold for a few days, then hot, then cold, then hot, then or rainy. Rainy. Then it'll be, or when it gets our winter time, it will be our one week of winter. Yeah, we'll get like it'll be cold in the or cool in the morning, hot during the day, and yes. cool at night. Yes, I hate those days because we don't because I have to leave for work and I don't know where to put the thermostat. Gosh, I, we don't do get, I leave it on heater or do I leave it on cold? Yeah, there's there's people like in other places that get like the was it the four seasons? Yes, they have an autumn. Yeah. And a I spring. Don't, I don't know what autumn is like. <laughs> because what's over here is mostly summer, like all summer, mm-hmm. a little bit of winter, then summer again. That's well, what it is. You, well, okay. Our our four seasons consist of summer, a couple of days of rain. Cold weather, not winter, because here, like, our, our our lows get to be, like, the 50s, maybe. Like, it's dipped down into the mid-30s, I think. I think that's about the coldest it's gotten around here lately. Um, so, it's not necessarily, like, a freeze. So, anyone listening up north, they're like, oh, these guys are wusses. Well, you know, you come down here and experience our summers, you'll think differently. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we have about two weeks of cold weather. Then we have like an on again, off again, like you mentioned. The it's cold during the night, hot during the day. They'll get to a point where it's cold the whole day, 
yeah for a while and then that's the that's the two weeks of our winter yeah uh that usually occurs right around christmas well last year i think it was hot during christmas it was pretty warm i think it was you never hear that before it's well i think it was like 78 for on christmas because i was remember that or I was, thanksgiving one of those I don't it know. was christmas because i was sitting out on my grandparents back patio and everyone was like in short sleeves and and all that and we're like hey merry christmas hey let's go sit around the fire yeah let's warm up because i'm sweating from sitting out here uh then it gets you know hot again Mm -hmm. so anyways that's our weather that is our weather for those of you who are interested so uh, let's talk about some feedback that we received. First bit of feedback, only bit of feedback we have uh, from Ace McSpade saying, I think New Day will surpass Demolition as longest reigning tag champs. Axe and Smash are involved with a class action lawsuit against WWE as well as about 50 other former superstars. I predict the New Day retains just to stick it to those guys. And uh, I looked it up and I believe Demolition was at 498, somewhere around there. And... Um, the new day is only about twelve weeks behind. What was the deal? I thought the they said the longest reigning was actually uh, Kendrick and um, uh, what's his name, Paul London. Yeah. What was the deal about that? Well, they, they were saying they were like, well, oh, they beat their record or something. I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't get it. But um, Doug, do you have any idea about all that? Uh, I'm I'm not sure who technically has the record. I, I want mean, to say demolition does, but who knows? I mean, I don't even know what Tyler's talking about, to be honest. Like, I, did they mention that on the show or something? I don't know where I saw it. I thought maybe I read it or someone said. Don't quote me. I don't know. Yeah, I will look it up. I guess. All right. So, um, I don't know. Thoughts on uh, New Day surpassing demolition? Think it's gonna think it thinks it's gonna happen. Um. I could see them doing that just despite them. If um, like, who whose um, comment is this? Ace McSpade. Just like Ace says, I'm sure I could. I can definitely envision a world in which they do that just because of the reason that Ace says. So it wouldn't surprise yeah. me for sure. Um, like, oh, you want to file a lawsuit on us? Boom! What's the, there what's goes the your lawsuit. Record. What's the lawsuit? It's the concussion, concussion and brain damage and yeah. all that. Oh, that was the stuff with Luther Reigns and like there was someone else uh, that was part of it. Yeah, there's a lot of people involved. Uh, some people I saw think that it's just a cash grab. They're just trying to get a payoff. Have the WWE just be like, look, here's here's some money, you know, drop the case or whatever. Who knows. But uh, but yeah, thanks for the uh, for the comment, Ace McSpade. We will certainly see what the future holds for the new. That may day. play into predictions. It certainly will. Um, we got to see Raw. Uh, I missed uh, probably the first half of SmackDown. Uh, did not get to catch Lucha Underground this past week. I know, shame on me. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, well, Lucha Underground was basically the majority of it was the WMD match, which I. Was fine, so, but I mean, as far as a lot of pushing stories WMD? forward or weapons of mass destruction, is that not what the match was called? I th- I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. It was uh, Marty the Moth Martinez versus Killshot for the tags. Nice. Which they pretty much had a 
you know, they basically decorated the set like um war like zone. a war zone with like guns yeah, and they, artillery shells. They had that promo with a whole situation where it's like, yo, you know, I messed with you, got your tags, I gave you your tags back and all that stuff. I start messing, but now we're going to war and I mean, it wasn't the entire show, but it was the majority of the show and the most important thing that happened on the show. So you guys didn't really miss a lot other than that match. Okay. So um, we had the go-home show for Raw leading into Clash of Champions. Um, I don't know. I feel like Raw's kind of gone back into their old stitch. Like, nothing really feels new anymore. It's like, okay, yeah, we've got a new, air quote, new roster and new champions and everything, and that's all fine and dandy, but now we're just getting, like, jobber matches and the same old boring intro to the show, and I don't know. Uh, well, we do have the Cruiserweights now, which is... Yeah, it's something. Um, literally a new edition, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, the whole Reigns, Stephanie McMahon, Foley, and Owen segment to kick it off, like... It's one of those things like we, we everyone gives them the excuse of oh well they have they have to fill three hours like what's the what's the deal with um how Foley was talking about like you know I'm with you and you you know you stood with me and all that stuff but mm-hmm. you know if I fail it's I'm on the chopping block and that was kind of like a real sound like a real you know well yeah promo and stuff he's, like that he's trying to make it as as legit as he can because he's basically saying look. Before I got this gig, I was sitting on the couch. I didn't have a job. I was watching the product, and I love the product. So, I mean, there's literally truth to that. Yeah, because Vince is not going to fire Stephanie. He would fire Mick if something were to go wrong. You know, storyline or or real. It's just one of those things where he's saying, hey, look, your job's secure. I'm going to support you, but if something goes wrong, it's all on me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But... Going back to what I was saying, you know, people are saying, oh, well, they have three hours to film. I'm like, well, this is a chance for you to build other storylines that are going on. You know, I understand you're trying to put over certain talent with these with these squash matches against local local talent or jobbers, however you want to describe them. But I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, is there is there someone that you... Have um, like is there someone that you're thinking about in particular that they could add some focus to you on the roster? Because it feels like they're getting everyone on the show. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're, I'm trying to think of who's not on the show but is on the roster. I mean, maybe Neville wasn't there this week. Maybe, but yeah, big show. No, sure. <laughs> Stupid joke. I mean, I don't know. It's just. I think yeah. he's correct. Yeah, there's that's pretty much everyone on the roster. They're yeah, promoting. I mean the cruiserweight is a nice addition. That is the silver lining uh, here this week. Is it though? Um, you guys felt like it because I had a lot of problems with the way they chose to introduce the cruiserweights. Yeah, as did I, and the fact that they didn't even introduce T.J. Perkins like formally. Like, yeah, hey, uh, here's that, your champion. Uh, I only came in during the match. I didn't get to see them uh, in the ring with Foley. Okay, first of all, I've really enjoyed Foley's work being. As far as being back as a general manager, I think he's doing the best he can to... I don't even know exactly what I'm trying to say. I just feel like he's doing the best he can with what he's given to make uh, 
you know, the most of the shows. I think he's been, I mean, in terms of if we're looking at like what Brian's doing on SmackDown and we're looking at what Foley's doing on Raw, I mean, I have a lot a greater appreciation for what Foley's doing. It feels mm-hmm. like he's trying to make sense of his role. And I don't know if that's what Brian's being given versus what Foley's being given. But it feels like he's doing his best to make sense of the storylines. He's doing his best to, I don't know, just like endear himself to the. I don't he's even putting know. a little more emotion into it. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the it is the same old same old authority stuff because Steph is there every week and we're getting this. Basically, everything still goes through her, but he's he's trying to make it different and. I mean, better in the best way that he can. And yeah. uh, I've appreciated his work, but he really fucked up that intro to the Cruiserweight. Yes. What would happen? I didn't see yes. that. He just, he just flubbed a lot of lines. It, it was, it felt like a, it was a written promo. He was and he, struggling. And he just, not only did he flub the lines of the promo, but he, it looked like at one point he just forgot what he was supposed to say next. It was just a really yeah. bad, and, and, in the big scheme of things, that's forgivable in the sense that if it's just another authority promo because there's going to be another one next week, there was one last week, or if it's just uh, another backstage segment with Jericho because there's going to be next week, there was one last week, there's going to be one next week. The problem with him fucking up so early here is it's like the the reintroduction of the cruiserweights, mm-hmm. uh, not just the division, but to four, three brand new talents and one returning talent. So... It really fucks up the tone. Like Daniel said, like like Daniel said, it's a huge, glaring fucking error not to have TJ Perkins on TV. Uh, I don't care that you put him on the pre-show. I don't care that he got a highlight package. Or I don't like care that. that they had highlight packages. He's your new champ. He needs to. It's it's not us complaining. This is not nitpicking. Your new champ of your new division has to be on the fucking show the first week. Not exclusive on the WWE they, website. They did an angle on .com. Do yeah. your fucking angle on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Uh, yeah. Have him come down to the ring as you're introducing the four guys and be like, this is the man you're going to be challenging. He beat all of you in a sense. Yeah, like he whoever. Didn't, he didn't have to. He didn't have to wrestle, but he had to come out. Yeah, a show. come out in a suit. A the reason that those four people were wrestling is for the championship, which was not on the show. And the reason they were wrestling is to wrestle the champion holding that championship, who was also not on the show. They didn't show the belt. They didn't show the guy one half of your your pay per view match mm-hmm. for the belt. It's it's just a really bad look. Like they're it's inconceivably bad. Like how you could not you how you think you could get away with not putting the champ on yeah. on TV that first week and. Video package or not, I don't care about his his minute and a half video package. That was yeah. not that was not good enough. No, it was not. <coughs> if you want to have the video package, then you go. Then you lead in. You have that lead into him walking out to the ring. He didn't have to wrestle. He could have sat on commentary. Yep. He could have yeah. he could have walked he out. Walked and, out of the ramp, held the belt up, and be like, "This is what you're fighting for," and then gone to the bag. Like that would have been fine because a. A sizable portion of the Raw audience did not watch the Cruiserweight Classic and have no idea who the fuck he is. Yeah. And you could tell in that match that the crowd, there was a, there was, and this is exactly what we were talking about uh, just last week. Uh, whenever you make the transition, what's the percentage going to be like of people who did and did not watch it? When that match started off, 
And whenever the guys were making their intros, not a whole lot of reaction from the uh, from the crowd. But most, like once the once the match actually got going, then they got into it. I don't know, man. I feel like they struggled to keep them invested because, like you said, nobody got a reaction other than Kendrick, who mm-hmm. got a very small reaction from the people who remembered him, and the other guys got nothing. Mm-hmm. Swan got a little bit because he's he's a he's an energetic guy. He's a charismatic guy, so he people will clap along. Sure. And- so he's capable enough to get a, a small reaction, but even when I felt like there were parts in the match where they, they completely died, like mm-hmm. the crowd just lost. They would pop for some like big spots for some flashy stuff, Ooh, but um. not knowing who these guys are and not knowing signature moves or, you know, things that are supposed to come across as big deals. Like they lost the crowd a lot during, mm-hmm. during the match. And, uh, I think it's just because I didn't know who these people were. Yeah. And so, to me, in my opinion, it's a failure of a debut or re-debut of a division, and it's mm-hmm. a failure of a debut of three guys, and it's a failure of a re-debut of Brian Kendrick, and it's a complete failure to not even have TJP on the show. Yeah, it was also they get the same reaction where okay, how many of the the cruiserweight classic guys they're gonna have for the division? How many? Like supposedly count? six, but we only saw four. I thought eight. I thought it was more than that. Might be eight because. Say we get the ne- the other set of guys in next week or whatever. They're, you know. TJP was backstage. Obviously, Noam Dar was backstage. He just wasn't used. And they have Gorgano and Champa, right? Dude, they'll probably keep on NXT more than likely. They had those video packages, but they are going to have Jack Gallagher as well. Um, I believe See, that's another thing, though. Also, this goes into something else. Um, I saw. On Facebook, they'll show some matches from NXT. Alexander's doing NXT stuff. So are all of those cruiserweight guys going to do NXT stuff too? Or just some? Or, I don't you know. know. A lot of the NXT stuff that you're seeing right now has been taped before Tape. this point. So it's not a live show. So what they had while they were down for the classic, they were filming NXT gotcha. matches as well. Uh, you're right. Six six confirmed. Brian Kendrick, Rich Swan, Grand Metalik. Cedric Alexander, Lince, Dura, Lince, yeah, and Noam Dar. Well, they show video packages for Tommaso and Gargano, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but, I mean, I think everyone at the time took those as official announcements, and they may have just been, these are cruiserweights, and they're coming. Like We're working out the contracts. Yeah, who knows? But, who yeah, knows? Um, small little nitpick thing. I didn't like that Mick Foley brought out the piece of paper to introduce the guys. Oh, like, really? If you're if you're the GM and you're so honored and proud to introduce the crowd, you got to know who the guys are. Do you think that was how it was supposed to have gone down all mm-hmm. along or do you think that he fucked up so bad he just had to pick it up? I think that was his save, that was his lifeboat. Yeah. And he was just like shit. Okay. I mean, not fuck these I've, guys. I screwed this up enough. Let me get this. But uh Cuz it would've been even worse if he had like messed up someone's name or like Yeah. yeah. Something about them, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was just rough. It was, it was rough. You know what? I don't think they should have done a four way. I don't even know if they should have done a four way. I think they could have just done uh, if they had to. If they only had time for one singles match, I could. I think they could have done two singles matches because four ways are hard to get across because. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure everyone gets their shit in. In a sense, yep. everyone has a little bit of shine to it. Yep. The Cruiserweight Classic was all singles matches, and what they were able to do storytelling-wise was, you know, really bumping the bar up. So I would have liked to have seen some singles matches. Yeah, 
And, uh, you know, this harkens back to the way that the Cruiserweight Classic was presented. It was a one-on-one matchup. They both got their shine, so the audience, you know, like they both got their background story, so the audience going into it knew who they were. You can't, you can't tell your story in a 15-second little f- video clip where you can't even hear what you're saying because the music's going, the crowd is making noise. It, it, it makes no sense. So for them to all come in... We'll be like, okay, now what was that guy's story? And now, now this guy's coming out. What's you know, what's the deal with him? Oh, Brian Kendrick, I remember him. You know, they tried was, to boil it all down to like snippets. Yeah, they're like Cedric was the guy who lost a bunch of weight to get in the tournament, and yeah. then Kendrick was yeah. the guy who's coming back. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce a new division, just have two guys. Hey, you guys were great in the cruiserweight classic. You guys stuck out to me. I want you two to fight for. Uh, for the number one contendership, go up against TJ Perkins. That'll give them time. That'll give WWE time to put a video package for each guy, just like they did in the Cruiserweight, just a two-minute little clip telling their backstory, showing some clips of what they did in the Classic. Then you have the match. Now everyone is involved and everyone knows what's going on. I understand that there's a problem with they want to clash the champions. They want the championships to be defended. Mm-hmm. Well, logistically, then you should have fucking figured it out to get them there a week, more than a week before then. Yeah. Um, you control when all that was taped. You knew, maybe you didn't know a year in advance, but you probably knew significantly enough, enough in advance yeah, to, to get them there two weeks early then. And then you can have a couple of, cause I understand, uh, how do we, we just did a tournament, so how do we crown a contender? It's like, mm-hmm. so we got to have a bunch of guys have, fight quickly. So I get why they went with a four way. I just think it was not a great for introducing. I mean, yeah. they, it could have been like a, if they would have let them do like, uh, just go nuts, but you know that they're, or help. they're handcuffing them a, a bit. No matter what they let them do, mm-hmm. they're handcuffing them for, for sure. So if they would have went out there and did like, Balls to the wall just went nuts. Then, yeah. then that could have been like the debut that they needed. But or here's something they could have done: give them two matches, two singles matches on Raw, and say the winner of those two matches, you're going to face each other in the kickoff for Clash of Champions. The winner of that faces T.J. Perkins at Clash of Champions. Just about Boom. anything. Just about anything would have been better with it. Yeah, I mean that that takes care of so many other problems. Um, this, I, I really wonder. I want to know what their thought process is, if not showing TJ at all. I don't know, man. I, I don't get that either. Not even like an inset promo. Nothing. Like- Just the little video package about the Cruiserweight Classic. But here's the other problem that I have. Um, the Cruiserweight should not be on SmackDown. I'm just going to say it. Uh, Michael Cole cannot carry the Cruiserweights. He does not have the energy like Morrow does. I'm sorry. You mean they shouldn't be on Raw? Or, yeah, I'm sorry. They I should be confused. on SmackDown. They should, not be, they should like, not be on Raw. I was like, where's he going with this? I'm I was sorry. like, yeah, it's not going to be on SmackDown. I was thinking they should be on SmackDown. They should not be on Raw. Right. Um, so they should not be on Raw. Uh, Cole just, he does not excite whenever they're doing the dives and the and the flying stuff. It's, it's just not the same. Morrow can just turn it up to that next level. And, you know, Byron can't carry that. Corey Graves does a good enough job because he also he obviously followed the Cruiserweight Classic because he was a part of it. JBL and Otunga, Morrow by himself can can carry those two. I mean, Otunga is fine as as a chime in every once in a while kind of thing, 
Um, JBL, yeah, he's going to be annoying. Oh, we got ourselves a flying insert, whatever. But um, we got a flying cruiserweight, so I'll learn your name. Um, but with Daniel Bryan and Morrow on SmackDown, I mean, come on. Whatever. I mean, I, I love Bryan. And his enthusiasm was his greatest attribute for mm-hmm. being an announcer for the Grizzlyweight Classic. But let's be honest, he's not a great announcer. No, but it's the energy yeah. that he brought to the table. I mean, I love Brian as much as anybody, probably more than a lot of people, but mm-hmm. he's not a great announcer. It's just his enthusiasm is what carried him. I mean, like in, I don't even know. I mean, I wish, what I wish we could get was like a Morrow... Graves like Regal commentary team. Oh, good. Because they know they let Regal do so much in NXT and like you know for I mean before they sat down with uh before they transitioned into uh what's the guy who used to be there he's gone now. He can't, didn't he come from Booker T school? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Rich Rich, Rich Brennan. Yeah. Yeah. Before they transitioned to all that, they were letting Regal do some commentary. Mm-hmm. And uh I really wish you could get like a Regal Morrow Graves commentary team and just fucking let them call both shows. I think they yeah, can. that would be awesome. Um, but man, what a what a rough start for for the cruiserweights, and I fear that it's you know maybe okay maybe they're just like look we're rushed you know this isn't how we wanted it to go but we just have to make do for this week. Next week we'll have more focus. I'm hoping I'm gonna try and be we'll optimistic it about goes. it. Yeah, I mean. I admire optimism because I think this is just what we're getting. Yeah, I mean, they could have they could have pulled the Bo Dallas versus Gary Graham match to give the cruiserweights a little bit more shine. Um, you know, the match itself it was, you know, it's typical WWE style in a in a cruiserweight setting where you know when you have these multi man matches, there's only going to be two guys in the ring no matter what. Until you get close to the end where it all breaks apart and everyone's hitting their finishers on one another. But, you know, throughout the majority of the match, two guys would be on the outside, two guys would be on the inside, then one gets thrown out, another guy comes in, throws that guy out, and then the next guy comes in. You know, but... I mean, that's pretty standard in any four-way match anywhere, yeah. but they were they were handcuffed for sure. yeah. If you're going to do a four-way, they had to go nuts, and they didn't let them go nuts. I'm just going to try and be optimistic. Um, You know, they they just made a lot of mistakes on Raw. Like, not not the Cruiserweights, just Raw itself made a lot of mistakes, I felt. Um, Like what? Well, one of the things that I was loving was the list that Jericho introduced. Mm -hmm. And then it completely got overshadowed with... Oh, let's bring in this tag team. Now let's interrupt this tag team and bring this tag team and this guy and these guys. And then they're all arguing and it was just like, all right, well, what's the point of this again? Oh, we're going to have ourselves a 10-man tag match. Well, I think that, I mean, I'm going to all... For no reason. I'm going to agree with you that I think Jericho is doing his most entertaining work in years at this point. And uh, I was into it as well. But I don't know where else he was going to go with it that he hadn't that he already been like I didn't think yeah. he, he had much more material to go with. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think it's just a way to get all those guys on the show without 
having to do. See, we were just talking about how well, we, they really should have cut this and gave the cruise rights more time. It's a way to get all those people on the show because yeah. they have a pay-per-view coming up, special event, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Those people are going to be on the special event, maybe not all on the main show, but on the pre-show. You had to get them on the show in some sense. This is as good a way as any to, like, you know, multi-man match is as good as any. That way, at least, you know, half the people don't have to job who are on the pay-per-view anyway. Yeah, but I mean... Braun Strowman versus Sin Sin Cara. This is a rematch. That could have been cut. Sure. We we didn't see anything from Nia Jax except the video clip, so they could have done the same thing for Braun, showing what he did to to Sin Cara. Uh, Again, another... Save, like, the Braun and Sin Cara match made for the pay-per-view. Yeah, have that be a kickoff match or something. You know, you had the Bo Dallas versus local talent. I don't know where that's going to go. I I have no idea who he's going to feud with. Maybe Curtis Axel or something like that. Who knows? Um, the Cesaro versus Sheamus series all tied up now, and a um, pay per view will be the yeah that'll be the deciding one. Which you know once he gets once a, they announced it, you could kind of tell that was what they were gonna do. Yeah, then whoever wins gets a shot at the title. At Get a time. title shot. A title. They have they not specified what? what title or anything of that you get nature. A shot at the women's championship. Yeah, you get to go for the United States title. Um. Yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know, like, this didn't get me really pumped up for Clash of Champions, which I don't know if that's their intent anymore. You didn't like the match where you just, it's first of all, it's not their intent. No. I mean, the match itself, it was fine. This whole series has been kind of bland to me. That, like, Outsider's Edge backbreaker was fucking nuts. Yeah, that was pretty sick. And I like the overarching story of, like... The back. Yeah. And, you know, I, I appreciate that, that they have had a story to tell but the matches themselves like you know there's a couple spots here and there that they do it's really awesome it's cool to see but the the matches have been kind of bland i don't think they've been bland i think they've been good i think both these guys have been good it's just like i mean they're not bad matches but it's you know it's hard to have seven compelling matches consecutively with the same guy Sure, it's not, it's not even like that's even for elite workers like Cesaro. That's a that's a tall order, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's how I'm feeling because maybe I don't remember, you know, best out of seven matches in the past or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I get this, but I don't, I kind of don't want to see him fight anymore. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but I think all the matches have been good. I think they've done the best that they can to sort of play off of previous matches and work the story forward. But, I mean, there's only, like, so much variation you can do whenever you're... They're the same guys. They have essentially the same moveset and the same yeah. abilities. It's like, to give you seven different, you know, matches is, like, really fucking hard to do, honestly. Yeah, I just think... I think that they could have booked the the losses for Sheamus a little differently. Like, whenever it was 3-0, to zero, Sheamus is going for the win. Do something to get yourself disqualified, you know? Just some, I don't know. It could have been anything. Uh, thumb to the eye, and the, the ref just happened to catch it. Just something like you got over cocky, mm-hmm. and you get yourself disqualified. That would have got people talking. Be like, oh, he, you know, he messed that one up on himself. Here's his chance to redeem. It. Oh my gosh, he just tapped out. Like, what is he doing? Like, you know, it was all like pinfall, 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 and you know, Seamus or not Seamus, uh, Cesaro using the ropes for leverage to to get the win. Like, that's kind of a. Yeah, that t- I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Better. And then you know, I liked at least the fact that Sheamus tried to do it, and the ref was like, "Hey, wait a second, you know, like you can't be doing that." Um, but it was just like 
it was just a pinfall or submission best of seven. Like I would have liked to have seen a disqualification. I would have liked to have seen a countout win or something. You know? Just- yeah, I, th- I I think people say that, but I think if they give you too many schmozzy bullshit finishes, then people are complaining about that too. Mm. I think people are like, ah, fuck it, we want decisive victories, and I don't know. I think it's a. I think it's less about the finishes and more about the fact that they had to come up with seven interesting and different enough matches, and, and it's just who there aren't that many people who can do it at all. It's yeah. just it's a it's yeah. a difficult thing to do. It is. Um, they don't they don't do the best of seven series often. I don't recall the the last one that they did. Maybe I, mean, I remember the Booker T one and for the the television title on WCW, but that was like a long time ago, and I was. I don't know, so much younger that I couldn't like remember if they like varied the story of the matches. I'd have to like rewatch those. Yeah. I think one of the last ones I remember was like MVP and I want to say Chris Benoit, but I'm not for certain. Anyway, or maybe I mean, it was Shelton Benjamin. Like I don't honestly when I don't know, like going back to WC, I don't know if I had a critical enough eye at that point mm-hmm. in my fandom to be able to tell like how I don't think I look for the same things in my wrestling then that I do now, so it, it probably wouldn't have even bothered me, you know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I would, just, me personally, I would have liked to have had a little more variety, like Sheamus is, you know, fighting off Cesaro and they're battling on the outside of the of the ring and the refs up to eight and Cesaro like hits that big forearm or something goes to get into the ring but Sheamus catches him by the leg throws him as the ref counts nine and he rolls in and you know counts ten or something like that like you know if, if you're gonna have a heel win have him do it in a heel fashion um you know I I, I applaud the um the back injury angle into an instant submission where Cesaro tapped immediately I really appreciated that um but after that you know it's just it's just different things that I think they could have done. But, you know, it's all tied up now. So we get to look forward to the final matchup at Clash of Champions. Um, Charlotte and Dana going to defeat Bailey and Sasha Banks, which uh, I don't remember too much about the matchup. Is there anything really worth noting? Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't like Bailey taking this pinfall. Yeah. Um, to me, that's like two weeks in a row, and it's sort of like, what the fuck? Why mm-hmm. would you do that? I don't like that at all. Damn you, WWE. <laughs> and where are they going with the with the Dana Brooke angle? Like, is she just there yeah, to... Eventually break off, I would Is think. she there to just take abuse from Charlotte? Maybe for right now, like, and then she'll probably be like, I'm tired of you, and then they'll have their own little mini feud, I guess. I don't know. The problem with the Dana Brooke stuff is that they were not a cohesive unit for at all, so no yeah. one appreciated them as a unit. For so no one's invested in their relationship, and now that when their relationship goes bad, then people are like, "Oh, well, I enjoyed them together, or I've at least experienced them experiencing them working well together." So I can now I'm going to turn like a look at it differently now that they're like feuding, but they are feuding instantly from Jump Street, so no one's invested in yeah. their relationship. So it was so like they were cares. together for a month, maybe? They were, like, two weeks in, they were already doing this shit yeah. where she's like, you fucked up, you're right. out of here. Yeah. Like, that's oh. not that's not nearly enough time for the crowd to get invested in Dana, oh. and they or don't care as Charlotte as it is because she's the heel. There's going to be another time where I bet that she's trying to please her. Hey, now. She messes up again, tries to slap her, but blocks it and hits her. Yeah. It's just, 
And the crowd's going to react. They're going to be like, oh, Charlotte got slapped, yay, or something. But after that, when they finally split, it's going to be like The Miz and uh, Damian Sandow. It's like, okay, well, where do we go from here? And it really hurts me that someone like Bailey is like collateral damage for this, yeah. for this thing that they think is a this feud that they think is good because it honestly feels like Bailey and Sasha are background players in the Dana Brooke Charlotte stuff mm-hmm. when Bailey comes in hot which is not an easy task we've seen some hit or miss debuts from NXT so it's not always a guarantee that a new NXT person is going to be everyone they get there and she fucking was in consecutive weeks not just the same town yeah so I don't know why she's eating pinfalls just to further this, like... Because the money feud is getting back to Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. And I don't know... And they sort of teased it a little bit with the, the... the Not dissension, but they're sort of like... We're friends, but... Uh, title comes first. I get yeah. yeah. That's where... It doesn't need to be what they're doing right now, but it's like the where they should be working eventually. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like that. It feels like they're background players on the Charlotte story. Yep. And they're gonna oh. if they if they damage how the crowd feels about them by by giving the crowd reasons to lose faith in Sasha and Bailey, then once you eventually throw your hands up when the Charlotte thing doesn't work, or when you eventually play that out and then you get to and you go back to Sasha and Bailey. And you're like, here now we're gonna give it to you. People are gonna like be deinvested in them. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I hate to see Bailey eating those tube pinballs. Yeah, I mean, go back to go back to SummerSlam and watch the crowd's reaction when Bailey came out as the mystery partner and all that. Like the the roof went off. She got like the loud the largest pop of the night. Not only that, but the whole thing was stupid. How they set it up where. Where she shows them like, hey, they, they so they go back to the double pin that we speculated. They show mm-hmm. a video of it, and she's like, see, they're all four shoulders are down and blah. And that means they should fight to see who gets whatever. If anything, it should have been like, if you're gonna play out the story, then that should have been like Mick saying, okay, well, they cancel each other out or whatever, and then you're in the like you're getting the match or, mm-hmm. and that way you can do. I mean, maybe they're not ready to go to the end of the feud this fast, but at least that puts it on them, and then Sasha and Bailey don't have to eat pinfalls to further their story. That keeps them out of it. Mm. Like, they canceled each other out, then maybe they feud over who's going to be the contender or something. I don't know. That's not, like, a perfect booking or anything. I'm just saying, like, why? Yeah. It's just confusing and, and not well done. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what did y'all think about the Rusev and Rollins match? Uh, I thought it was fine for what it was. They weren't going to beat either one of those guys. Yeah, I I've, I knew once the match was announced, I was like, oh, neither, that's there's no way that we're going to have a clean winner. Yeah, I mean, I say that, sure. but we got a, a a clean finish in the main event, which was surprising. So. Yeah, that was. Do you think that was supposed to be a little closer? I don't know, because I mean, they both fell out, and Owen started celebrating, and then they hit. Uh, Roman's music. So, do you think it was supposed to be like a simultaneous fall, or he just I, thought he, that he had won? I don't think it. I don't think they messed it up. I think that Roman was supposed to win. If that's what you're saying, or okay. you mean the, he was always supposed to win, but it was supposed to be closer? Yeah. Um, it's hard to say. I don't know. Like, oh, we got to go to the replay because they've done that several times. Sure. But uh, I mean, hell, they've even edited it to make it look like it was closer than uh, than what it was. So. I don't know, but um, 
Uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked that that one had a had a clean ending as well. Um, I don't know how I feel about Rollins making the save on that. I felt like they were testing the waters for like a shield reunion or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like they're trying to slowly turn Rollins' face. Well, they are, and I appreciate the fact that it's like a subtle, gradual turn and not mm-hmm. like a... I'm a good guy now. All, yeah. that, all the terrible, terrible things I've done, you just forget them, even though mm-hmm. they just happened. Yeah. I like that they're like, <laughs> remember when I broke John Cena's nose? That was an accident. I didn't mean to do that. I mean, I appreciate nudging the dial instead of just grabbing the fucker and, and flipping yeah. it. You know, I can I can appreciate that. And can, you know, and they're and they're doing it by the slow burn of having him go up to Stephanie and be like, dude, what about all the memories that we've done? Like everything that I've done for you guys. And now you're screwing me over. Like, that's not right. And so it's going to get to the point where he's like, all right, you know what? I tried to help you out. I did what you guys asked, but no, nah, screw you guys. You know, go home. Well, would it come across as phony and bullshit if he was just like straight up baby face, like after they turned him in and not acknowledge the fact instead of doing that, they did the, Hey, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I was the guy. Why did you screw me over like that? Stephanie, that's your husband. Are you telling me you haven't talked to him in a, in a month? <laughs> What's tell, going on here? Oh, I'll tell you when that gets paid off. I, I know exactly when that's going to wrap up. Could it be this Sunday at Class of Champions? Uh, no, it'll be oh. after football season when the ratings aren't in the fucking shitter. And then Triple, <laughs> H will come back. Triple H will come back to your show and wrap up your fucking storyline for you. Oh, okay. When is football season over? February. Okay, yeah, right, right into WrestleMania. We're gonna get that Rollins, <laughs> that Rollins Triple H match at Mania. Oh yeah, you watch. We ain't gonna see that motherfucker during football season. You don't think he'll make an appearance at uh, Clash of Champions? Screw nope. him out of the title. Nope. Help his boy. Nope. Owens. Oh no, nope. Seth Rollins is at NXT because Triple H is out at the beginning of <laughs> one of the takeovers. That's right. Want to have a side bet? No. Do a side bet. <laughs> I don't have any money to lose. <laughs> a matter bet of pride. a penny. Matter of pride, we don't have to put any money on it. Yeah, better glasses. <laughs> no, I need them to see. No, there are, there don't have to be any stakes. We can just have a side bet. Do you think you're going to see him? I I say we don't see him until football season's over. Let me see when the big game actually is, because you know you can't say certain a certain phrase, but it's a, a dish that is more than normal. Hmm? What kind of dish? Can't say it on radio, which is weird unless you pay for it. Did you guys not know that? Can't say dish. Um, What? What are you talking about? I don't know what's going on. What do you mean? In radio, if you refer to this, we're not on the radio. We're on the internet. I'm just saying. I don't want to get. I don't want to get sued. Super Bowl, motherfuckers. All right. So after February Super Bowl. 5th, all right. I'll, I'll be sitting in the in the cheap seats in the in the courtroom watching you guys. Um, but yeah, you can't say that on the radio. NFL can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Come and take it. I don't got fucking anything. Yeah, take his dick. You want my shitty life sucking job? You can have it. <laughs> okay. So that's obviously on a Sunday, February fifth. So you're saying on February sixth. Monday Night Raw, that'll probably be the first time when we see Triple H. Sure, I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, okay. So he's not on. Okay, are we including pay per views? 
NXT doesn't count right. because that's Different. that's a whole yeah. universe on its own. Right. NXT so he can count. appear on NXT. He can appear on Cruiserweight. He can appear on you know the Today Show. Cruiserweight's done. He know. can appear well, on uh, uh, well, WWE.com exclusives. Yeah. Okay. So he's. I mean, they're getting ready to start up the Dusty Classic again. Uh, so he can appear at that. I think. I I don't think he's worried about appearing at the pay per view. I don't think he wants to be on Raw with a bad rating. Is what I'm saying. Gotcha. So, okay. But I don't think we're going to see him this pay-per-view. So we will not see him on Raw. We will not see him on a WWE, not NXT. We will not see him on a WWE program until February 6th. That's what you're saying? Not on a televised. I'm not counting the network. Okay. Well, I mean, the pay-per-views are on the network. Sure. But NXT, Cruiserweights, Dusty Classic, anything not dealing with Raw or the Raw-related pay-per-views or the big you know smackdown and raw pay-per-views we will not see him until february 6th i don't think he's worried about being on the papers i think he's worried about being on something that they have to sh- they don't share like it's not common knowledge of what gets viewed on the network I, mm-hmm. what i'm saying is he doesn't want to be on a raw that gets a really bad rating because sure. he has to share in the responsibility of that yeah which is dumb to begin with. Yeah, my, might he come on a pay-per-view? Maybe. He might be on a pay-per-view, but I guarantee he's not on Raw. And I, and I don't think he's this soon. You know what? If you just want if you just want me to draw a clear line in the sand, is that what you're asking me to do? Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the over-under thing. Does he, appear, does he appear before February 6th, or does he appear February 6th and later? You know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna say he's after. We won't see after. Him, we don't see him until February. All right. So there you go. Are you gonna? I'll you, shake on all it. All right. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. If he appears this Sunday, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking lose it. <laughs> Why you would win then? I know. I just think that'd be really funny because you'd be like, we we have several months <laughs> invested like, in this, and it ends like this will be like a recurring three days. bit between us, yeah. and then like he's like, uh, all right. Well, the next time he doesn't appear, you see him and you go, fuck. Okay, so we've established it. We all see him till February 6th or later, and that's when he's going to set up the Mania match between him and Rollins. All right, let's see. Let's see if that Stephanie if that will happens. not have talked to him in months at that point. Yeah. She's like, I don't know where he is. I haven't spoken to him in half a year. Well, see, the whole I thing don't with, sleep with him. The thing with Stephanie is I don't yeah. I don't know that it's like we're supposed to buy into her her being genuine, though. Yeah. Cause she's it's like she's of, trying to seem genuine, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but it's like, oh no, I was evil the whole time. Yeah, I, I don't know. She that, wouldn't lie to Mick. Come on now. I don't know that we're meant she has to that innocent smile. I don't know that we're meant to believe that she doesn't hasn't actually spoken to him. She's just saying that. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't go home. Who's to him she every doing day? her midnight workouts with now? Yeah, I don't go home to him every day, and I don't sleep with him. I don't eat with him. I don't see him at all. <laughs> After having a shook on it, I was like, man, February seems like a long time now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'll roll with it. All right. It's a matter of pride. Yeah. October, November, December, January, February. So five. Yeah. Well, a little less than. Yeah. Less than five months. All right. That's a stretch. But we'll see if it if it pays off. Air quote, pays off. For uh, for Doug here, um, how's it paying off? It's just a well, I said air quote. Oh, it's, it's a pun. It's a matter of pride. I feel real yeah. good about myself. 
So uh, I'd be like, yo, I called that shit. <laughs> <laughs> On February 6th, you can call me and be like, told you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think we pretty much covered everything on Raw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, are we going to do predictions and then go to SmackDown, or are we going to do predictions at the end? Which, whichever you guys would like. Which do you think makes more sense? Um, well, to, to do them with Ross and say Raw branded pay per view? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. All right. Well, with that, we got to hear those picks. We, we got to hear those picks. We've got to hear those picks. I forgot. So, Clash of Champions this Sunday, Double Double E Network. Um, should be an interesting show. The card looks pretty decent, I think. The build for it, not so much. Um, the kickoff matchup, Nia Jax versus Alicia Fox. Uh, man, this is a toss-up. It Tyler, Tyler looks convinced. That it looks yeah, he's shaking his head. No, nah, man, I got the winner. I know who yeah, it is. Man. Tyler's got Foxy. You know Foxy. It. He loves Foxy. Look at him. He wants Fox. Foxy Brown. We want, we want Foxy. Foxy Brown. <laughs> and... Uh, Wade Barrett, okay. The love, the love couple that was not able to stand the test of time. Yeah, like Brad and Angelina, mm-hmm. and just couldn't hold on. You know so, uh, <laughs> since she lost the love of her life, I'm going Nia Jax. What? She lost the love of her life, and now she's going to lose this match. <laughs> That's how life goes. Oh man, kick them when they're down. If you, if you, <laughs> if you look in the rule book. <laughs> For the Pickums contest, it specifically states that is Tyler winning or are you winning? We're tied, actually. Right no, I now. thought you were ahead of me. Oh yeah, I think I'm one point ahead. It says that the second place person oh, bullshit has to has to defer to the last place person's kick uh, pick for the kickoff match of. The first raw, officially raw branded pay per view. Oh, when was this that's, rule uh, started? That's a uh, section eight, paragraph two. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, I, didn't, I didn't read the book. I just like I yeah. just threw it to the side. My just, bad. I printed just, it out for a reason. You didn't just you shouldn't just sign shit without reading it. Either. My bad. <laughs> I, I tend to do that a lot. You, know? you didn't you didn't read the fine print? Hey, you read the whole contract and get back to me. Oh, I'm just gonna sign it. You just had your. I mean, I'm sure your lawyers so, thumbed through it and so Mr. looked over every angle. So, Mr. Bear will be selecting Mrs. Fox. Uh, <laughs> Doug, how about you? I like that. Mr. Bear is going to uh, pick Mrs. Fox. I'll, you know, <laughs> he's going to pick Mrs. Fox, too. He's going just, woodland creatures. Since Tyler's going with Alicia Fox, I'm going to mix it up, and I'm going to go with Nia Jax. I'm going to go with Nia Jax. Ooh. Ooh. Man. <laughs> Such bullshit. Split decision here. I pick Nia Jax. Oh, man. This is going to be tough. Is it? Well, because Alicia Fox, she needs that win back. And like you said, she's fighting for the love of Wade Barrett. And her friend. And her friend. So And that little foxtail. You gotta redeem it. But watch watch Foxy go over and tell her be like, God damn, I should have went with <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Nia Jax to I'll be like, life well. doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> There's no such thing as love. <laughs> um all right, so I'm picking Nia Jax as well. So uh, the three of us picking Nia Jax. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Doug and I picking Nia Jax. Fucking bullshit. Tyler picking Alicia Fox. Uh, this is not true. Tyler's rolling the dice. He's really confident in his second place standing. Yeah. He's going to roll the dice. Why are you beating your chest, man? Pointing uh, at yourself. Oh, my gosh. 
pointing at the guns. I'm Nia Jax. <laughs> All right. So, Doug, uh, pick the next matchup we're going to talk about. We've got match number seven, the Cruiserweight Championship, tag titles, Sami Zayn versus Jericho, the Raw Women's Championship, the United States Championship, and the WWE Universal Championship. And possibly uh, the Shining Stars. I'm. It's not on the card right now. But I could see it being a kickoff, Shining Stars versus Enzo and Cass. Yeah, we'd all pick Enzo and Cass, so it'd be like null and void. It'd be yeah. like, why? It wouldn't affect the standing. As of this recording, it has not been announced, so it does not count. Well, even if it did get announced, we'd all pick Enzo and Cass, so it wouldn't affect. I don't know. I think Tyler wants to check out those time uh, Okay, well, well, we can do a. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> the Shining Star of the crew. Uh, let's go with the Cruiserweight. All right, TJ Perkins versus the Brian Kendrick. I mean, all who got so- more shine this past week on Raw? I mean, look, all signs point to they'll do the absolute wrong thing. So it wouldn't shock me <laughs> if Brian Kendrick walked out oh with that title. Gosh, but uh, that's a that's a big WTF if I'm that gonna, happened. I'm gonna err on the side of sanity. <laughs> and say that if they wanted someone besides TJP to have that fucking belt, they would have just crowned him in the fucking classic. So I'm going to say uh, TJP. All right. I'm the same because if they would have gone, that, I mean, like if he won uh, Brian Kendrick, that's as, like I said, a big WTF moment. Like, no. Yeah. I think this is a chance, you know, Brian, the Brian Kendrick is an the. established superstar. The fans at least are aware of who he is, so this will be a, a, a breakthrough match. It's been a while since he's been there. What did yeah. he say, like almost eight years? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been gone a while, but, you know, fans like you and I and, you know, the casual 30-year-old fan and, you know, late 20s uh, are aware of, of who he is. Um, the. Or those who watch Total Divas, I guess. Um, I think this is going to be a... Uh, I met Brian Kendrick and... Uh, Candace, is it Candace Michelle that was with him? Yeah, was that at Walmart? It was like at a Walmart <laughs> signing or something for a house show that year, like nice. Obviously, eight years ago or longer. Yeah, <laughs> that really wow. I it still cracked up like that one time, time I watched uh, 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 Price Is Right. Mm-hmm. He went on there. He got to go up on stage. It was funny. I've never seen that. Yeah, I posted a picture of it on the Facebook page. Huh. Let's see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a. Uh, a spotlight match for TJ Perkins. He's going to retain the title and defeat the Brian Kendrick. So all unanimous on that one? Yes. Good deal. Um, let's talk about Cesaro versus Sheamus. Match number seven. Um, the conclusion of this, winner gets a title shot. Winner gets three title shots. All right. They get a best of seven title shot. Um, I feel since we have a heel... Champion right now, a face has to win it because well, they both have faces. Well, they do have faces, but one is portraying a baby face, one is portraying a heel, uh, and our current champion is heel. So I'm going to say that the person portraying a baby face character will win the match. So I'm choosing Cesaro to win the best of seven series. Go on to face Kevin Owens. Are you sure? The rumors are he's not resigning his contract. Really? That is, that is up. Soon. Yep. Like uh, like next month or something like that. That's uh, enough Cesaro. time for their next pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to stick with Cesaro. 
Tyler? Go with Doug. I'm still thinking. All right, Doug? I'm just going to stand here and stare at Tyler until he makes the wrong decision. Tyler? The wrong decision? Is that what she says? <laughs> so basically, whoever he picks, you're going against? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. No, I, 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 I'm so far behind that I resulted to mind games with you folks. <laughs> and I want to say, I want to say in the issue of fairness, well, fairness and also soothing my my own uh, my ego a little bit is that I don't want you guys to get too fucking proud of yourselves if you beat me because I will have it be known just to soothe my ego a little bit. There were about two months yes. that I didn't watch the product and I just picked it blindly. Yes, you did. So I just I, I gotta soothe my fragile ego a little bit and get that out there. I will I will I'll stand behind you on that statement. Okay. All right. Don't worry. I'm not going to be like, yeah, in your face, dog. Where were you? I mean, I would, I would so do that to you. You're going to stand behind him and do it. He's going to do a trust fall. That's what 2017 is for. You do a trust fall. I'll catch you, Doug. All right. Don't worry. Um, no, I heard the same thing about his contract. Giving excuses. What's up with that? Because he's not happy. But um, man, I'm, I'm just go with my heart. I really want. uh, I don't know if that's true or not about Cesaro, but I'm still going to pick Cesaro. Cesaro. Oh, you dummy. <laughs> you dumb fuck. Yeah, I'm going with Cesaro, too. All right. There you go. So, uh, so Doug, uh, we'll, go, we'll go to you on this one. All three of us picking Cesaro to win. Um, I think it's your turn to pick. Well, I picked Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm, oh, is it a tie? went this way. Now I'm going this way. Oh. Uh, so we I have, like We have the tag. No yeah, I'm switching it up on you. We want... You want me to go to Tyler? Yes. All right, Tyler, we've got the tag titles, Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho. Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho. Okay. So Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho. What are you thinking? Hmm. Hmm. You know, Chris Jericho has it. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's got the list. Yes. Sami Zayn has the hat. And a jacket. Yes. Crowd does seem to like him. Yes. Uh, no, I'm going to go with um, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, all so right. He can, um, I know he's been getting wins here and there and stuff, and they don't have him like in a, I guess a bigger feud mm-hmm. with someone else, but uh, I think he's going to go over Jericho. Okay. Stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, what are you feeling about this? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insist that you go next. All right. <laughs> uh, I, don't pick wrong. All right. I'll don't try, pick wrong. I'll try not to. Don't pick wrong. I feel like Jericho is on the, the run of his uh, you know, 18th career because, I mean, my God, how many has he had already? Um, wrong. I'm going to have to insist that you get a point deducted. <laughs> you suck. From, from this show or from the total card? Life. Uh, you know. Whatever I feel like. <laughs> All right. um, Doug makes the rules. No, I think Chris Jericho is is on a really good run right now. Uh, he can afford a loss. Sami Zayn is it's a good opportunity for them to put over a new young talent, and Jericho is just the guy to do it. I, I'm going to go with Sami Zayn to win. I thought you were going to say Chris Jericho. <sighs> Stupid idiot. <laughs> Itty. What? Say it, Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a tough call. Tough call. Hmm. Yeah, I mean Jericho's Teflon. He he loses all the time. It never matters. I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn. All right. <laughs> 
I was like, is he going to swerve it? Is he going to go the other he way? He swerved us. Both. I'm in y'all's heads. Look how, <laughs> look how rattled you guys are. I don't are. even know what he's going to do. have all kinds of wrong Put picks. your hands down. Oh, God. Um, all right, Doug, you get to pick the next match. We got the tag titles, the the women's championship. Universal championship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pulling a Tyler. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. No, Shit. Oh. No, no, no. Threw us off. Damn, we don't want to do that. It's mind games, Tyler. Come on. What a mind fuck. <laughs> what are some of the other matches? The, the tag titles, the women's championship, the Uni- United States championship, or the universal championship. Let's go with the women's. Women's. All right. Charlotte versus Sasha Banks versus Bailey. I'm going to go with Charlotte, and that means Tyler can't pick Charlotte. <laughs> what the hell? All right, Tyler, who are you picking? Sasha or Bailey? Charlotte. <laughs> no, no. The, the question was Sasha or Bailey. Tyler's picking Charlotte, then I'm going to change mine. I'm, so, I'm in your head. Are you picking Charlotte? I'm in yes. your head. He's picking Charlotte. I'm, I might change mine then just because I don't want to be associated <laughs> with someone who picks so wrongly. What if I pick Charlotte? Uh, well, that would cancel the other one out. So. Oh, okay, so it would be all right if I did that? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pick Charlotte. I guess I'll stay then. <laughs> <laughs> um, sadly, I think Charlotte's going to win. Who do, you, who do you guys think is taking the pin? Or submission. Bailey. Make her lose again. Seems like it. Uh I'm gonna say Sasha. Yeah. Just because Bailey has pinned Sasha. If Sasha. they if they were just Sasha. gonna do the Sasha thing, then why even introduce Bailey? I mean, obviously you have to introduce Bailey, but not into the, the main event feud. Mm-hmm. They could have let Bailey do her own thing, so why? Because Sasha was already feuding with her. Introduce so, her to um, the Hall of Pain. Or are they trying to recreate the WrestleMania 32 match to where they say, okay, well, Charlotte won that one. Now we're going to go with what the fans want and give it to either Sasha or Bailey. Well, it's Bailey. not because it was Becky, not Bailey. Well, that's what I'm saying. Bailey was going to be the third person in that mix up. Yeah, I don't know if it's. Uh... I feel. See what I. Everything discounted, like not where I would ideally go from scratch, but where I would go from where they're at right now mm-hmm. is either Bailey wins and Sasha fucks her over and goes heel off of it, and then the feud moves to them and just go with it because I don't know why you've sort of flirted around it to this point. Or, yeah, I mean, I think that would be the ideal way to go with it, but. I don't know. I think Charlotte, like I said, I feel like they're like background players in the Charlotte story. And then Dana Brooke turns on Charlotte, and then she beats Charlotte and becomes champion. And the crowd goes, eh. I don't know about that. Eh? Oh, you think they give a better reaction? Uh, I mean, whatever the opposite of what Tyler would say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about the the tag titles. (laughs) New Day versus Gallows and Anderson. I feel like this is a match that has gotten just... This is a feud that has just been so awkward. The segments between the two have been so bad. And you like it. No, I really don't. When there were doctors, proctologists. The doctor things, the old day, the just the whole shtick of it. Proctologists. It's been bad. Um, I'm hoping that the New Day retains and can move on from this god-awful feud. 
Um, so I'm picking New Day to retain. I'm going to pick the club. Yeah, Gallows and Anderson? That's club. Final answer? Yes. All right, Doug. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's time for them to change the titles. It's felt like that for quite some time. Because I thought they were going to And every time I've picked Gallows did. and Anderson, Well, they only New fought them wins. one time for the titles on a pay-per-view, right? Or is it twice? I think twice now. Uh, I thought once. I don't know. But are Gallows and Anderson really the team to take it from them? Who is another heel team? I guess the Shining Stars, they don't really still have like, the team to take it either. No. Is there another heel team besides those two? Brizongo. They're on SmackDown. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't throw on Raw. <laughs> Shows you how much I know. Yeah, that's uh, all right. You know what, we'll I'll, get to SmackDown We'll a still bit. pick Brizongo. <laughs> You heard that I recorded Tyler yeah. picks Brizongo. <laughs> I picked no, no, no. Official? No. Official? No. Brizongo. Uh, I'm going to go New Day. New Day? All right. Final answer, Tyler? The club. Brizongo. All right. <laughs> uh, let's go into Rusev and Roman Reigns. Go into Rusev? Oh, yeah. Uh, for the United States Championship. Um. This is another one where it's like, okay, they they started to build a little bit, and then it kind of like derailed a little bit for Rusev to go and get married honeymoon. and have his honeymoon. Yeah, I totally get that. That's fine. But then they came back Second to wedding. it. Um, I just don't know which way they're going to go. Um, Tyler, we'll start with you. Roman Reigns versus Rusev, United States Championship on the line. What you thinking? See, I just don't know if they're going to – throw Reigns into the main event again mm. or they're just going to keep him away for a while while Rollins and Owens keep on fighting yeah until Triple H gets back I don't know so, uh, I think Rollins and Owens are going to feud for five months no it's <laughs> a long time huh? they could throw someone else I don't know um Rusev picking Rusev alright Doug uh, Rusev. Rusev. Yeah, part of me wants to say Roman Reigns, just because I, mean, I feel like he's kind of floating right now yes. in between the, the top tier and and the United States level uh, because, obviously, the winner of the best of seven is going to go up for the title shot. So I think Cesaro will win that, lose to Kevin Owens, and then maybe you can have Roman come back up. Maybe. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Never. Maybe never. Who Trade knows? him to SmackDown. Uh, but I'm going to pick Rusev to retain as well. I think he's doing a, a fine job as the United States champion. Uh, as a great heel. So we'll have to see how it all plays out. Uh, that takes us into the Universal Championship. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Um, I feel it's too soon to take the title off of Kevin Owens, but hey, you never know. Uh, I'm going to pick Kevin Owens to retain. I'm going to go my boy Kevin Owens. <laughs> You right. heard him, Seth Roll. <laughs> uh, I'll take Kevin Owens. All right. Can so. I even make up any ground on this? Uh, do we have any different picks? Uh, Tag team. Yeah, that was pretty much it. So, anyways, let us know in the comment section what you thought. But I got to say, those were some great picks. Those were some great picks. Those were some great dicks. What's wrong with you guys? Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. Chicks, man. Sure. 
chicks. Uh, I didn't get to catch the first half of it. Uh, Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss had their contact uh, contract signing. Contact signing. Yeah, I agree to far contact or my fist to your face. Um, it's pretty bleh. Yeah. Not, yeah. Neither nothing. one of them are like super great promos, so it was just sort of there. Mm. Uh, the Usos defeat American Alpha in a really good match and uh, good st- storytelling out here. Uh, I'm not, the leg. I'm not crazy about them beating beating American uh, Alpha here, but they did it in the most protected fashion that they could. the The, the only reason that they beat them, I guess, theoretically, is because just there's so few tag teams, so they had to have. Usos earned a right because they just lost in the tournament. So they mm-hmm. earned a right to face uh, Slater and Rhino. But they really played off of Gable's like injured leg, and that's how yeah. they won. They Establishing I mean, that heel. Tactic. Yeah, I mean, they, they really emphasize that the only reason they won is they capitalize on a weakness that they already like illegally obtained. They, you know, it was. It's the best way you could beat a team that you don't want to beat. Mm-hmm. I just still don't like the, the fact that they beat them. But uh, I even like that up to the Usos going to the back because they had like Slater and Rhino <laughs> in the back eating uh, cheese cra- <laughs> crackers with cheese on them, uh, like watching them on. Hilarious! Monitor. It was uh, Rhino got pissed. He smashed all his crackers. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't like know what it was, but like maybe. I don't know if it's through the whole show or just during this match. This the commentary. Oh my gosh, was horrible. Yeah. JBL was. I know he stuttered a few times, and 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 then I felt like Otunga was cut off. He kept on trying to tell a story like three different times. He kept on getting cut off. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. What did Rikishi say when you met him on <laughs> he set? Never he never finished. <laughs> I'm like, what did he say? What did he say to you about his kids? Come on now. Oh, yeah, now I want to know. Someone yeah. tweeted David Otunga and find out what Rikishi said. <laughs> we'll never know. Ever, but uh, okay. So Baron, uh, Baron, I forgot about that. So you reminded me. He got cut off like three. He had, he had something that he wanted to say about the Usos that he learned from Rikishi, but they kept fucking. Yeah, that, the whole time during match, I was like, I want to know what the hell it was, man. He didn't even like. What did Rikishi say? Hashtag what did Rikishi? Say? Yeah, there you go. Get that going. Uh, Baron Corbin against Apollo Cruz. Jack Swagger apparently on commentary. Yeah, they really just, uh, it was really just a setup to move him on to Swagger. So, uh, cool. pretty much it. Like, uh, Apollo didn't get much in the match. It was basically showcasing um, Corbin. Poor Apollo. I don't know if I'm going to like that feud or not. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to establish a new guy in Baron Corbin. You got a longtime vet in Jack Swagger. Swagger is a guy Corbin can beat without be- sacrificing someone who needs the momentum. Mm hmm. We'll see, because I heard I want to say I heard that they're they brought Swagger over to give him a push, but I mean mm, if it's only push. to feed him to Corbin, I don't know. Uh, got to hear more facts from Kurt Hawkins. Yep, who's talking different accents? Okay, um, I came so, in. Oh, sorry. Um, so when is he going to debut? He has debuted. This well, is how he match. debuts. I don't know. I I feel like. From the comments that I've been seeing, there are people who are already like declaring this dead. Like the the, the whole thing is stupid. Oh, whatever. 
Uh, Miz versus Ziggler. I came in at the end of the match. The crowd seemed pretty uh, pretty pumped for it. Humped. I was trying to say hyped and then pumped, but they were pretty humped. I got humped. Um, what you guys think about this match? Was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, they killed it, and it was a great finish. And do some bright spots. Miz, what? There was an awesome finish where, uh, like. Maurice got ejected for trying to spray it. That's whenever I came in. In his face. They worked around back to where Miz was eventually picked it up on the outside and used it. It was fucking awesome finish. Brilliant. They, they killed it, and the finish was cool. And Miz was uh, probably the best heel in the whole fucking brand, if not the whole company at this point. So there you go. So and you he's had negotiations with his contract. So you... um. I forgot what I was going to say. I just had to bring for it. So, okay, never mind. So, you like the everything they've been doing recently with The Miz? Or yeah. there's some things that have been off, or is it completely like you like it? Well, anything that's felt off is just them, like, the Daniel under, undercapitalizing off of the heat that he had and not so much his performance. It's just them, like, it's like they had an awesome direction. It felt like they should have gone and they sort of like sidestepped a little bit over here and then they sort of stutter step back. So my disappointment is like the direction of the booking and not his performance. Is it weird that it's like, I know superstars go through this, but it's like, okay, there's a point in time. I didn't like the Miz. Then you got with John Morrison. I liked him as a tag team. Then he broke out. Yeah. I was supposed to say it's hot in here. Uh, it's real fucking hot. Yeah. And then he, I was like, it can't be just me. He broke out, and you know he was going against John Cena the first time, got the title, and I like that stuff. And he did. Then there was a while where he wasn't doing too much. We didn't mm-hmm. like it. Then he did something else. We like it. Kind of goes back and forth at times, you know, with the Miz. So yeah, because back in like 2011, I think when we were just starting the podcast, we were like huge supporters of the Miz. We're like, this guy's going to be the next big star. He's got the catchphrase. He got the cool, you know, the good music for the entrance and all that. And, you know, it, it's surprising. I don't uh, know if I said he had a good entrance music. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, you know, it's, live and learn. It's surprising. I will like someone, mm-hmm. you know, for a while and they'll do something that's not so great. And then I'm like, there's some people I'm like, okay, I, I still like him, but I don't like what they're doing. But there's some people I'm like, I'm tired of them. And there was a yeah. point where Miz was like that to me. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, there's no getting around it. I mean, no one could objectively say Miz had a great year last year. He just didn't. He fucking sucked last year. He His face run was pretty terrible. And- he wasn't given a lot of opportunity, and the opportunity that he was given, he did not capitalize on. Uh, he's, <laughs> figure he's, four leg lock from Yeah, Flair. I mean, who fucks that up? Him. I mean, yeah, yeah. but I mean, like the to, to go off of what you're saying is... There are some people, or at least a certain segment of fandom, who will give everyone a pass for their reputation. Like, Jericho is, quote-unquote, a legend, so we're always going to... We're never going to criticize him or say when he's doing shitty or when he's having an off year or a bad run. We're just going to say Jericho is awesome and we're not ever going to critique him. And there are certain people, the flip side of that is the Miz always sucks, he's always sucked, and he's never going to be good, even if he has a good year, a good run. All we can try to do is be objective and be like, Mm -hmm. is Miz being awesome right now or is Miz sucking right now? And, you know, when when we thought he sucked, we said we thought he sucked. And when we thought he was doing well, we thought he was doing well. That's what we do here. We don't, no one gets a pass based on their reputation, positive or negative, you know? It's like Mm -hmm. no one is always going to be awesome and no one's always going to be bad. It's always going to be like 
were they awesome or were they bad? And then we're going to say that. Yeah. S- some people don't don't look at it that way. So. I mean, just a hater. But yeah, Miz has definitely been on a tear since his uh, talking smack segment. I mean, they kind of killed it for him, but he's showing in the ring that he's willing to to put on good matches. There's there's no way that they capitalized on what they could have. Right. But it's not really his fault. Yeah, and plus you're having him, you know, have a feud with someone who can't fight back in Daniel Bryan. I mean, yeah, he can get the one up, be like, oh, well, as long as you're champion, you're going to defend the title every week, blah, blah, right. blah, but it's not the same as stepping into the ring with him. So had it been last year when this was, this all went down when Dana Bryan could have competed or something like to that nature. uh, Yeah, sure. That would have been awesome. But, um, but you know, Miz has done a bang up job lately and uh, you got to give credit to Ziggler as well because he's in the ring with the Miz. So, um, so both guys, if you're if you guys are saying this was a, a great matchup, yeah, really you have to match. give credit to both Miz and Ziggler. Um, good match, yeah. So yeah, um, and then you go from that to Orton versus Eric Rowan. Orton's cleared. Yep, he can work. I was about to say because um, didn't they show clips from a house show or something? He was wrestling. Where did mm. I see that? I saw something somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, how's he wrestling?" He has. He's not cleared. But hey, what is the mask supposed to? Be, the paint on the mask supposed to be? Could be Luke Harper. Yeah, but I mean, but why is there a clown? Why, what? What about a clown makeup on the mask equates to Luke Harper? Did you take in his clown makeup or was it? Uh, I didn't see really it get a look enough. It was just like all white. There's like a paint job on the mask. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? New person, maybe. We'll have to see as the story develops. Uh, Nikki Bella and teaming up with Naomi to go up against Carmella and Natalia doesn't really happen. Ends in a disqualification or whatever. Uh, big brawl, all that good stuff. Um, Dean Ambrose defeating John Cena clean in the center of the ring. Very shocking to me. Um, I mean, you can kind of tell that John Cena is on the downward angle of his career if he's losing on a televised, you know. Just a regular TV oh, show. He's lost on. He has, but there's always been a mm, distraction. Someone said that he hasn't lost on TV clean since like January of 2015 or something like that. Yeah, it's been a long time because you know there's always a distraction. There's always someone running in. There's someone causing you know doing something for whatever reason. He has not lost clean. You put the younger guys over. Yeah, and so uh, for that to happen. Goodness gracious. John Cena's uh, going to be an 18-time world champion. <laughs> I think it's a mistake. Yeah? I don't think he, I don't think Ambrose should have beat him hmm. because Ambrose is either in a rut or... Unless I think this is going to help him. Well, look, when Daniel Bryan beat him, it was a big deal because mm-hmm. Cena doesn't fucking lose to everybody. So when Bryan finally beat him, it's like, oh... He's clearly elevated to the upper echelon. When AJ Styles fucking beat him, it was like, oh, he's clearly elevated to the upper echelon because he didn't just lose to everybody. This felt nothing like I didn't Well, feel those guys were on the rise. Or both those guys were on a fucking tear, having good matchups with everybody, cutting good promos, mm-hmm. being elevated up the car, being groomed into being stars. Dean Ambrose feels like a flat, failed title run, unsuccessful, feels like he's going nowhere. Doesn't feel like he's been having good matches. 
Who do you put the blame on that for? Do you put it on Dean Ambrose? Do you put it on the the creative? Do you put it on the writers? Well, I mean, if you want to look at it like creative, the promo wise, uh, maybe they split the bill on that. Yeah. I obviously he's been given. I mean, I don't know what his input is, but. Clearly, he hasn't been given the best to work with, but yeah. I felt like he's been unmotivated in the ring. I don't feel like he's been having good matches. I think the match he had with AJ was largely AJ's, or largely AJ making it a good match. And uh, AJ hadn't had a good fucking bad match with anybody since he's been here, so mm-hmm. I don't know how why Ambrose couldn't like. I mean, you go back to the the Stone Cold podcast where Austin literally challenged him to push the envelope. Hey, man. Break a couple rules. You know, yeah, you'll get in trouble, but the fans will be talking. Do something. And then he comes out and he cuts his little promos. He, you know, goes from side to side and and does all that. He goes back to his normal shtick. He doesn't do anything to really get the people talking. So that's one of the reasons why I was so shocked that he beat John Cena. Like, I get that you're trying to establish a new guy. They need new stars for that brain. They they need new stars. (laughs) Yeah. But was... That's a waste of a Cena loss, is to yeah. me. Like, you know, not just, you know, fucking AJ, Daniel Bryan, those were the right guys to beat him at the right mm-hmm. times, you know? And if you, when you need Cena to later on cleanly delineate between a guy who's now a top, a top player, if he loses to guys who don't become top players, then that stops signifying guys are becoming top players when they beat him. Mm-hmm. So it dilutes the, the effect of beating John Cena. Yeah. So for someone who I feel is like meandering, I feel like it's a wasted loss for Cena. Yeah. Um, and also I, I think that Austin thing was kind of a dick move because I think it was a different time and he could get away with a little bit. Sure. More. Yeah. But I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, Hey dude, you're on live TV. Sure. If, if you wanted to not really anything they can do to stop you. Yeah. Uh, aside from blatantly cutting out the microphone or something, right. you know, but I mean, you do what you got to do make an impact. Um, and it was the fact that like he didn't he didn't hit a finisher. I mean he he hit the DDT and the Dirty Deeds or whatever, but the win did not come from that. Right. It was just a flip into a pin, and it was oh, so very shocking to see. I mean, I was shocked just like you, but I in in the wrong way. I think yeah. it was a wasted loss. I'll agree with that. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan comes out and says, well, hey, and you know, now I understand as to why, but Daniel Bryan comes out and was like, hey, we promised Dean Ambrose he'd get a rematch uh, against AJ Styles, so we're going to have that match next week. So you have a guy who's beaten John Cena and AJ Styles now going up against a guy who's beaten John Cena and Dean Ambrose. So there's, you know, they are equal in this in this match. Well, it's just that he's not going to beat AJ next week, and they wanted to give him a win going into yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. Cena was the wrong guy. You don't have him lose and be like, hey, I know you just lost, but good news, you got a championship match next you know week. I would have been fine with him beating Orton. Yeah. Uh, not that that really, they're sort of doing the triangle between the three guys, so mm. I get why it was Cena, but yeah. I just wouldn't do the match. So, and <laughs> I, I saw a comment about this, and I just want to get your guys' input on it. Uh, what do you guys think about them having championship matches? on SmackDown or on Raw now that they've added seven new pay-per-views? Like, shouldn't that be something that they hold off on? Because, I mean, 
you know, two weeks ago we had Backlash. This week we have Clash of Champions. Two weeks from now we have Hell in a Cell. And then two weeks after that we've got if, another if they have it on like one of the brand shows like once every now and then like mm-hmm. like a big distance. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I think it depends on how hot the angle is and who the guy is and how hot the match is. I fully yeah. I fully expect that Cesaro's title match will be on if if. Cesaro gets a universal title match. I fully expect it to be on Raw and not mm. on the pay per view. So I think it depends on it's a case by case basis. Sure. <clears throat> so yeah, so that does it for SmackDown. Going into some hot topics, um, TNA actually received a, a bid for their library from the WWE. Uh, no report is to, or at least none that I saw, of the TNA respond. Well, Corgan's trying to buy the company outright for himself. And I think, excuse me, from my understanding is that he has to raise the, the funds by... Think 30% or something? Uh, well, what he needs is enough to run the next set of tapings, which will be like several, hmm. or at least a few hundred thousand of dollars to run the next uh, set of tapings. <laughs> Just go on tour. <laughs> but he might I not mean, be able to get it in time. Well, yeah, he's running TNA, so... Um, yeah, so... Imagine they're not going to... S- they're not going to sell the library until the company's dead. Because hmm. they want the library for like their guys. Like they want AJ. Well, Styles, they brought in Samoa AJ Styles. Yeah, they brought in all Bob these guys. Really. It's not. It's not. It is that, but it's not just that. It's they've. They have everyone's too. tape library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they if a promotion died that was noteworthy, they have their fucking library. They bought them all. Yeah. That's <laughs> nuts. Name uh, how many uh, libraries do you know they have? Uh, they have Smoky Mountain, they have AWA, they have WCCW. Well, NWA is a governing body of several promotions. They have they had Stampede stuff, but they took it off because it was some dispute between Bret Hart owning the footage or not. So they put up about five of those shows that they took down. But I got them motherfuckers when I took them. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Um, what else do they have? Uh, they have a... The, I mean, go look on the network. They have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so will we see? And it'll also help for like a Dudley Boys DVD, a Hardy's DVD, all that. Just basically stuff for them to make more. That money. Would, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I know they got like like older stuff that no one thought, but like just having the TNA library for WWE, I think that's just weird to see. Yeah. To be honest with you. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a business move. If they, if that does happen, it would totally be very similar. That. I'd have very yeah. similar feelings to whenever WCW got bought. Like that was just so weird because I was invested in both, and then one day you just see Vince McMahon on on TNT, and you're like, wait, what the hell? And I switch over to USA, and there he is again. I'm like, oh, what's happening here? Like that was mind blowing to me. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what's happening? Yeah. Because they spent so much time going back and forth, you know, taking jabs at one another. And it's like, oh, now we're here. It's like, ah, oh, what are you doing on my TV? Bought you. So, um, yeah. I mean, just like the uh, the AJ Styles Stone Cold podcast where they're mentioning Dixie Carter. Like, it's just, it's so weird to hear them say it. Like, I don't know. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think it hits me more in this age because... When I was younger, I don't. I mean, I watched some WCW, mm-hmm. and it was mostly WWF. And I watched that show when they're both on there. We're like, oh no, they're on this. I switched that channel too. I was yeah. like, they're on there too, but it didn't have the same effect to me because sure. I don't watch it. Yeah, because you weren't as invested. 
So but you you've been invested in TNA like and just like you know Ring of Honor you've been invested in. So if you know Vince or Shane walk through the curtain of Ring of Honor one day, you're like, oh my god, like what is happening here? So yeah, that would be more of a effect. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, other hot topic news: Luke Harper and Emma have both been cleared to return to the ring. Now, when we will see them, that is speculation. Um, but they have both been cleared to return. Uh, now to go into some WWE 2K17 news. Turn it over to Mr. Tyler. Don't call me a bear. A bear. Tyler, what you got for us this week? I am so pumped. I'm already pumped as is for the game. But um, <laughs> let's go with uh, part of a career mode. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, as you know, with career mode, you start in NXT. I think last year you could st- for your whole career you could stay in NXT the whole time. Or you could go up to the main roster. But... Um, what was introduced is you can actually bypass NXT by being a Paul Heyman guy, and he'll get you past that. And um, all you have to do is do what he says and all that stuff, and you can be skyrocketed to the top, or you can still be with him and kind of, you know, go against him a little bit. Then I guess eventually you will get to fight Brock Lesnar. But also, if you stick with him, this is also a new feature. Apparently, you can sell merch hmm. and get money and stuff. He'll show you how to, to do that. Um, cut promos he'll help you cut promos and all that stuff so that's pretty interesting that's a that's a new feature so yeah. i think i'm going to try that you know cool because the, what the john last, dynamite the last two years you had to stick it out in nxt and stuff and but also i want to play it where i'm sticking out in nxt just because you create two characters yeah because there's gonna be you know there's new characters are probably gonna be newer storylines and mm-hmm. stuff and you know just or will there i don't think it'll be last year when you get into raw and you want to you know piss off Triple H and mm-hmm. or, or you could be with Triple H and fight Sting that that storyline was like two years ago or whatever a year and a half yeah. ago I think they're gonna do something different and which is cool and um we'll see how that goes and then um the Smackdown that happened Tuesday uh on on uh Twitter WWE 2k uh dev was introducing DLC characters this is the first round apparently there's gonna be more rounds hmm but uh, man, I'm super pumped with the characters. I don't remember where there's been a time where I'm pumped for several characters to come out. There's only been like one or two. Yeah, this one is really really good. Uh, start off with a great one, Austin Aries, which <laughs> is really really cool. Um, Austin Aries. There's Mojo Raleigh, which I don't quite understand that. I thought Mojo Raleigh would just be part of the main game. Instead yeah. of DLC. Um, but he's on there, so that's cool. They got Ty Dillinger, same thing, too. But that's still cool. Uh, they got the club. They got the Godfather, Papa Shango, uh, Eddie Guerrero, and Kerry Von Erich. Nice. So that is just the first wave. So I counted all the characters. Um with DLC and just the main characters, mm-hmm. we're up to 144. Goodness, I believe. I'm not gonna say 145. They say the two. There's two Goldbergs. It's not alternate yeah. attires. There's sure. two Goldbergs, so I'm not counting that's another weird. Goldberg. So, but yeah, that's that's so cool. And um, I was thinking mm-hmm. about a few things. I was like, okay, if they're gonna do more rounds, it's just gonna have to be Legends because I don't think there will be any more NXT guys. Yeah, just because. 
I don't think. Okay, let's just say Bobby Roode didn't make the cut. I'm, I'm sure. So sure he, he, didn't he make came the in kind of late. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have Champa and Gargano because they were in it in NXT, but I don't think they signed the contract with WWE because they were going back with the right. Indies and stuff. So I don't think they they are. So I don't think there was anyone else. Uh, no way, Jose. Pretty sure he didn't make the cut either. And same with Authors of Pain. Well, yeah. TM61, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So maybe it la- the last DLC pack or something like that. They'll be like, hey, we got to get you scanned in real quick. And that would be cool if the they game. got someone else like that. But I'm, I know you are, you're saying you're, you know, I'm ready for the next year with all the cruiserweights, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about this game. I've counted more than, um, it may be around 25 mm-hmm. or a little bit under. That's how many new characters are in the nice. game. And we haven't had that in a long time. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, we got six new characters in the game this year. This mm-hmm. is like 20-something. And two of them are the same person, yeah, just different like, attire. Yeah, 20-something. I'm like, holy moly. That's 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 <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm, Holy foley? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty pumped. Uh in my head, I was going through. I was like, "Oh, you can make a TNA roster with all these people and stuff <laughs> like that." And just, you know, last game I downloaded the create characters of AJ Styles and Austin Aries. Don't have to do that. No, nope, sure don't. But I'm I'm gonna try to create younger AJ Styles because you can copy their you know skin mm-hmm. and make. I'm gonna make like the short you know, hair, short hair with the you know the shorts and all that stuff. And nice. I wish they can uh, do the. Um, you can put music on there like in last gen or whatever yeah and you can do the get ready to fly i want to say that i heard somewhere that they're going to be bringing that back but it just might not be this game but a man is just so pumped for the whole dlc it was then, never on playstation though it was an xbox 360 thing yeah it was just 360 hmm. yeah that was true that was actually a, a big reason i mean I, I know that sounds stupid but like i was used to like you know, have my music for my characters, yeah. and I was like, okay. and it always sounds shitty because the crowd was so much louder than the music when you put the music in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's also true. And one time I was playing online, and I was so confused because oh, because it wouldn't play the song. No, 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 no. It it did uh, one of the years, but the uh, person I was playing had the same music as me. That's what weird. are the odds? Yeah, it was it was a Depeche Mode song. Nice. I was like, what are the odds? Like what? Or. Did they just have a different song and it didn't register for you, and so it just played the one that you had logged Who in? Who knows? Uh, I know you're pumped about 2K16. I'm pumped about 17. Gorillas. 17, sorry. Uh, I'm pumped about Gorillas. They started becoming active on their Facebook page, and uh, they created Instagram, and they're all over everything like that. For those of you who do not know, Gorillas, my all-time favorite band, and it looks like their next album's coming up fairly soon, so I'm getting nice. pumped about that. Um, that means a tour. Yes, yes, I would love for that. Uh, yesterday they did uh, their Phase One, which was the self-titled album, and their uh, and their side album. Uh, today was the Demon Days album and all of the uh, the uh, the D sides. Um, He's nuts. No, which uh, means tomorrow is going to be Plastic Beach, which I'm really looking forward to. Friday, if they decide to cover, it will be the Fall, and then hopefully Saturday we'll get the announcement of the the next album um if not then it'll just be phase four uh, because the fall is more of a diary than a than an actual full composed album um so anyways i'm getting off track um 
Looking forward to it. Should be really cool. Time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions are answers. Only question to us coming to us this week from James saying, Great show as always. I was wondering, are the cruiserweights only going to be on the show with other cruiserweights, or do you think that they will have them uh, do stuff and wrestle non-cruiserweights? I don't think it'll be cruiserweights for now. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I would ass- my assumption up to this point was they were just going to stick with each other in the yeah. cruiserweight division. I'm sure that they'll have them stick together in their cruiserweight division for you know a few months. Then there will be a backstage accident or something, or a big guy walking through and bumps into one of the guys, calls them small fry or something, and they're like, "Hey, you know, I'm not going to handle that." And so then they have a match or whatever, and you know it all bleeds over eventually, but. In a sense, there will be a cruiserweight division where they focus mostly on the cruiserweights. Um, but I won't be surprised to see a cruiserweight tag team going up against whoever. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So so there you go. Looking forward to see what the future holds for the cruiserweight division. And that's going to wrap it up for the show. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WS Video. Also, our Facebook page, WS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. And subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Purse. Satchel. Search Wrestling News Source Podcast is- to find us. Satchel. You should tell them what Satchel is. It is similar to iTunes and Stitcher. It is a podcast uh, audio player. Um, and uh, one of the cool things about it, you can also, it has a local option where you can see if there are people hosting podcasts in your area. That's the most like intriguing part about it to me because I didn't recall you two saying that last week whenever you talked about it originally. And mm. I downloaded it just because the app. Just, just because to check it out. Just because you said we were going to be on it, and I didn't realize that there was an emphasis on uh, like other local podcasts, so I thought it was kind of cool. I still, it's sort of hard to figure out like the layout of the app because I even looked at it. I was like, I wonder how many other local podcasts are and what yeah. they are. And I looked at it, and there was like a Houston like metal podcast or something. I was like, great, not really my thing, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It's sort of hard to figure out the layout, but yeah, play it- with it. I think it's a new thing. Huh? It, it is fairly new. Uh, less than a year old, so uh, um, that is it, interesting. It got referred to me um, by my mom. She, she, I guess she just happened to stumble across it and tagged me in it. So I was like, "Hey, Ben, make it happen." So. Well, I do like the local bent to it. I, yeah, I do think that's interesting that we could uh, see what other local podcasts there are out there that we may yeah. not be aware of. So that's cool. Really good but, stuff. Uh, yeah, the podcast. So they are like, they will go out that. You know how like other websites like oh there's a website we're gonna pick them up for us too they'll do the same thing. Well, I think you have to they're... sign up for oh, this, and then that's yeah. how they know you're uh, local because you tell okay. them where you're based or whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you had to tell them where you were based, right? Yeah. So that's how they know where we are local. in the satchel. But <laughs> we uh, are. the podcast is on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel, and Tyler is at Tyler underscore A Bear. There you go for the podcast crew. I'm Daniel Heron. And I'm Tyler Abair. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Purse.